At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Business of Esports podcast, the official podcast of esports. We explore the intersection of business and esports, one of the fastest growing industries in the world and the future of fun. Please welcome your host, Paul, the esports prophet, Dawalibi. The Business of Esports podcast begins now. From the keyboard to the boardroom, this is the Business of Esports. How's it going, Comic-Con? We are so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Jimmy Barada. I'm gonna be moderating this panel, something that we're calling The Currency is Culture. What that means is we're going to be discussing the overlap of the video game community and other niche communities such as crypto, such as anime, such as movies and music and film and sports, and see how video games are really driving that social change in the world today. Now, we have an amazing lineup of guests that you're gonna hear from today. I'm gonna have them introduce themselves in just a second. But first, I wanna give a big thank you and shout out to our partners, the Up On Game Network. Now, this panel is actually being recorded and will be available on Fox Sports Radio. Up On Game is distributed every Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. If you like what you hear today, if you wanna hear more, just go check it out over there, or you could find it at the Business of Esports podcast. One more shout out to our partners at League Spot. You may have noticed a League of Legends tournament on this stage. Tomorrow, a champion will be crowned. Cash prize, bragging rights, and a whole lot of fun. So come check out some competitive gaming and esports. With that, let's jump right into it. Aaron, why don't you take it away? Yeah. Hi everyone, my name is Erin Ashley Simon. I am the Chief Culture Officer and co-owner of one of the fastest gaming organizations in the world called XSET. Uh, in addition to that, I do uh, a lot of consultation work with various different publishers. I worked with EA, I worked with Riot Games, uh, 2K and more. I'm also a broadcaster in the gaming and also entertainment space. So. Uh, I hosted for Xbox for their biggest game showcase recently, and uh, across the board, 
I am one of the, the top leading broadcasters in the gaming entertainment space. Oh, yeah. That's my friend, Erin. Hey guys, uh, my name is Clinton Sparks. I am co-founder and chief business development officer at Xset. I am a Grammy-nominated multi-platinum producer, songwriter, and DJ that sold over 75 million records and worked with everybody from Rick Ross to T.I. to Snoop Dogg to Eminem to Kanye, Big Sean, Lady Gaga, Beyonce. I discovered and signed a DJ named DJ Snake. Uh, introduced him to Little John. We made a record called Turn Down for What, some of you may have heard. Uh, a bunch of other records. Um, but, P. Diddy's tour DJ, a host on E! News for five years, uh, helped Eminem launch Shade 45, helped grow a company called FaZe Clan uh, to a billion dollar IPO, and then left and started Xset because we felt that gaming didn't have enough uh, diversity or inclusivity, and it wasn't speaking to the streets. It wasn't speaking to other people that, that weren't really familiar with esports and gaming, so that's why we started Xset. Now I'm going to pass it over to this good-looking girl named CY. So now he's giving me his mic too. He has given a lot of great energy, so he's giving me his mic now. Check. Um, working well? Perfect. So I don't even know how to use my mic. So um, CY Chang, um, the co-founder and CEO of two businesses, uh, one of them is a company called Lightwork. So what we do is like we provide like branding services, we invest in brands such as um, Awake New York, uh, MVI, and we also do all the uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper merch, the Cactus Jack merch and stuff like that. So all the fun, popular, culture-focused, community music stuff. So we love that. And then the other business that I'm also co-founder, CEO of, is um, it's a live stream app. It's called Easy Life. So what we focus on is like social plus live stream, live stream selling and storytelling. So you'll be seeing a lot more of us. Uh, we are also investors in Xset because we truly believe in this company. So that's it from me. Test, test. All right. Shout out to Stormtroopers. <laughs> so my name's Ayal Zafir. Um, Glad to be here. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm a technology builder turned technology investor. I helped um, build a company called Video Intelligence that we sold to Outbrain um, two years ago. Um, I'm now working as an investor in the media, entertainment, um, and broader technology space. Um, the, the group that I'm with is called Liberty Global. Um, so at Liberty, we're really a conglomerate in the media, entertainment, and telecommunications space. Um, we own stuff like the Formula E, uh, Lionsgate, uh, our sister companies control the Formula One. Um, we have access to the Warner Brothers and Discovery um, libraries. And then we also have a larger um, technology platform where we um, invest into companies. Um, and so in our fund, I uh, focus a lot on gaming, on media, entertainment, and blockchain technology investments. And he also has a healthy head of hair. <laughs> For now, I do. <laughs> Thank you. Hold on, hold on. Jimmy, before we start, hold on one second. I just want to go out here for a second. All you guys over here, can we all move over here so we can all get together and have a good time and be more intimate and talk to one another? Can you guys want to come over here? Everybody, let's move over here so we can all get close to one another, have a good time, celebrate unity. Come on, guys, diversity, Comic-Con, get familiar. Anybody out there, if you ain't over here, come over here and get familiar. We're about to have a big conversation over here. Right? Business of eSports. 
Thank you, everybody. You guys, I see you want to stay over there by yourself. That's okay. You can be original and do your own thing. We still love you. Anybody, if you guys want to move over, shout out to the Stormtrooper. All right, let's go. Did Clinton mention that he was a tour DJ? <laughs> All right, so we are calling this The Currency is Culture. Aaron, what does the video game community do to make it so inclusive? What, what does that title, The Currency is Culture, mean to you? So when we say the currency is culture, it is the cultures that are within gaming and it's the culture of gaming. Gaming is a lifestyle and it is a culture in a sense. Um, and so what we see is, is that various different communities are gathering based upon like their love and passion for specific games, right? And so that is what is the biggest value point, uh, not only for those who are gamers themselves and who are passionate about that space, including esports, uh, but also for people who want to get into this space from a business perspective, right? Uh, I think a lot of times when we, when we look at gaming, when we look at esports, it's not necessarily always the games that are the major selling points, it's the people who play the games that is the major selling point. Um, and it's one of the most universal things next to music, right? It doesn't matter what language you speak, where you're from, what your gender, orientation, or anything like that, it is a commonality of you loving the game and everyone coming together for the passion of gaming. And that's why it's so valuable. Clinton, I'd love to hear you expand on that. Why do you think the video game community is so good at connecting people? The camaraderie, I think, um, how we come into play, because I think the, the gaming community needs more help in expanding out to other audiences that are not familiar with how fascinating, how cool it is. How, for instance, careers. There's a lot of careers that can be made in the gaming industry that the average kid doesn't know about. Look, I come from the streets, and where we come from, like music and sports are like the two things that you dream about to have a better life. And gaming needs to be the new thing added to that that people are not familiar with because it is a way you don't have to dribble a basketball for 16 years to hopefully hope you get to college and go to the NBA. You can get a console or a PC, get on, start communicating and building relationships with other people. And there's so many different ways to make a living and make friends and make money with gaming. So I think that there's a huge community that isn't even familiar that there's a thing called esports or that you can make a lot of money with it or with gaming. And we at Exit, that's what we try to do, is try to invite everybody, like, hey, there's a great party over here. You guys didn't know about it. Come check out this party, you're all invited. And I think a lot of times in most uh, industries where a lot of people are not there, it's because they simply just didn't get an invite to the party. So Exit is the invite to the rest of the world to come to this gaming party. Little Ooh. round of applause for that, what an answer. I would love to hear from the other end of the table. Eyal, how about from your perspective, perhaps from a larger media or a non-endemic, I mean, you guys do a lot of work in crypto, you mentioned all of your, your qualifications here. What do you see in the video game community that attracts it as an investment property, as a fun place to be? Um, <clears throat> so a lot of really great takes here. Um, I think there's kind of two perspectives I can add to that. One is really the, you know, the investor perspective where gaming communities just have this really strong emotional bonds uh, that translate in financial bonds and opportunities. And it's really the largest and fastest growing uh, subsector of the media and the entertainment industry. Um, I think from a more kind of abstract 
uh, point of view of really like how do we as humans um, connect and communicate and transact. Um, I really like to think of gaming as, or you know, gaming worlds and virtual worlds um, as a third place. Uh, there's a sociologist, uh, Ray Oldenburg, that's coined this term a third place, where the first place is where you live, the second place is where you work, and the third place is kind of where you go and have a good time outside of that. And there's very specific things that he defines make for a good third place. And I think really what we see people doing you know, in their free time as gaming really just a way to spend time with friends, but then also in the more competitive side of things or professional gamers, um, I think that games are the most compelling third place that we have digitally outside of our physical world. And I, I think I'll add to that because, you know, right, right, you know, right as he was talking, the whole point about this whole place and this gaming uh, culture is it's all about imagination and creativity. So, you know, like as you are talking, I, I wasn't familiar with the concept of a third place, but the whole basic idea is in your mind you are actually always building an adventure. Whether it's you're reading a book about pick your own adventure, whether you're playing Mario, whether you're playing League of Legends, there's just so many different kind of uh, avenues for you to travel to in your mind. And now with the internet, just a very simple thing, in the last like two decades, you start seeing people that are of any kind of colors, body, shape, um, abilities, being able to connect with each other, being able to go into different worlds, being able to experience so many different experiences in any kind of games that you have, that is just such a fascinating um, entryway, you know, to, to meeting each other, to meeting, to even discovering yourself. So, I, I, you know, like one in three people game in any kind of form, like whether I play Street Fighter or you play something way more sophisticated that I don't understand. You know, so, so I think gaming is here to, to stay. I mean, I've been gaming since I was a kid and I'm way older. So, you know, um, hooray for that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. And, and gaming is the common denominator for so many people to get to understand and know each other. There's so many different communities and so many different races and cultures around the globe. That game that may never get the opportunity or chance to meet or understand somebody else had it not been for gaming. And then when you're gaming with somebody, then you get to know them and you're talking shit to each other. I was seeing if there's any kids out here. Right, and then you like kind of start talking with each other, and then the camaraderie, and then like, oh, where are you from? Then you start realizing there's other things we have in common um, that you wouldn't ever realize if you didn't take the time to play a game, which was something that you had in common. So it opens the door for you to expand on your friendships, on your network, uh, your world views, understanding other people's perspectives. I mean, I think gaming is so much more of an educational tool than we even give it credit for. You hear parents all the time like, oh, don't waste your time doing gaming. But as I said a few minutes ago, one, it can be a career, but it also can open up doors for your creativity, for your imagination, for new friendships, for new ideas, new opportunities, and a new network. Yeah, and to add into that, I think that one of the things that we're dealing with currently is what the perception is of being a gamer. There's actually a lot of people who think they're not gamers, but when it comes, when you break it down, they actually are gamers, right? And going back to that common denominator, I want everyone who plays PC video games, raise your hand. Okay, everyone who plays on console, raise your hand. Everyone who plays on mobile, raise your hand. If, even if you didn't raise your hand, if you played anything from Mario Kart to uh, Candy Crush to even Wordle, that's a game. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, yeah, that one too. But to, to break it down is I think that what we're seeing right now is that the kind of translating, like having people understand that you are a gamer. There's so many people who do not think they are gamers, and so they are afraid to come into the gaming community and gaming culture because of that. Now, that is something that we internally have to fix, and that's something that we try to do at Xset, right? So ways that we try to bridge that gap is not only through you know, signing some of the top players. We have the number one um, Street Fighter Pro player in North America right now. We've had some, we have a top 10 Valorant Game Changers team. So through competition, we, 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 sh we highlight that. But then also through other kinds of culture and entertainment and other communities, we bridge that gap, right? So we were Mastermind Japan's, which is one of the high-end, most popular streetwear brands from Japan. We were one of their first gaming collaborations. We did it at ComplexCon, right? 
And so that bridges lifestyle, that bridges gaming, that bridges culture. Um, we've also done activations, you know, when it comes to music labels and working with artists and athletes. And, and we basically do all these things because we want to show people that there's so many different ways to, in, uh, to get involved and to integrate yourself into the gaming community. You don't have to be a high-level pro player. You don't have to be someone who games 10-plus hours a day to be a gamer. And there's so many different ways to get involved in the gaming world, right? You don't always have to play. Maybe you enjoy the music and the soundtrack element of it. Maybe you like the graphic design element of it. Maybe you want to be in the business side of it. I, maybe you want to be in the fashion, like gaming department over here, right? It's like you... It, like, I love your energy, by the way. We got to bring you around all the time. Uh, but I think the most important thing we want everyone to take away from this is that gaming is so much more than what we're used to, right? It's not just about going on Discord and playing with your friends anymore. It's expanded and it's way beyond what we imagine, which creates more opportunities. But that means being a gamer and that definition is not this narrow perspective of being someone who lives at your parents' place and playing video games in their basement. Like that's not what a gamer is and that stereotype is something that we're continuously breaking. And the more that we continue to break it, the more that people will be open and, and happy with letting others know that they are gamers and they're part of gaming. So hopefully we'll continue to do that more with Xset and, and the partners, but uh, I think that's one of the important things that connects to the camaraderie and the common denominator point. Yeah, and one, and one other thing I will say is in any industry, but since we're speaking about gaming, is a lot of times people get in their own way from starting or getting into something because they don't feel they're good enough. Uh, and they, they let, you know, good be the enemy of perfect, right? And you have to start somewhere. Everyone starts somewhere. We all have to suck a little bit before we get better, right? So I think sometimes people won't get into something because they're nervous they can't contend or they're not as good or they're going to get ridiculed or laughed at at something but everybody sucks at one point, right? So you can't let that get in the way of starting. So if you feel, oh, I'm not as good of a gamer, I feel dumb trying to be part of a gaming organization or a game with these other people, we all have to start somewhere. And by the way, there's other greatness inside you. And you're comparing your great to somebody else's great instead of recognizing the own great that you have inside you. And when you recognize the great that you have that's probably different than somebody else's great, you'll realize you're just as great, just as something different. So gaming is a way that you can do that. I think you bring up a really interesting point here on like, you know, getting started with gaming, but also the connotation that gaming has versus traditional sports and athletes, um, where, you know, if anyone tells you they want to get started with a sport that involves physical activity. They're yeah, like you couldn't just jump on an NFL team and be like, let me just jump in and play. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. But you can do that on gaming. Um, but why do you guys think it is the case that there is this, you know, if for like mainstream to say I'm getting started gaming um, in, in video games, why is it that it has a different connotation than its physical counterpart and being an athlete there versus in, in esports? Well, I think, so there's kind of similarities between traditional sports and the competitive side and then there's difference, right? I think that like, for example, one is the barrier to entry in terms of getting to a high competitive level is just as expensive sometimes as traditional sports. Like, if you want to go through the soccer, for example, I, I played soccer, I was a D1 athlete, and to go through that system of getting to the top of the top, it required a lot of money. That is still something that is in 
the competitive gaming space where you need high-end PC, you need high, uh, fast internet, which <laughs> we're not the, we don't really have the greatest internet here in the US, um, and there's other components that are required for that. So there's similarities in that sense, but I think that the, the, the one point when it comes to the abilities is that when it comes to sports, right, you have to be fit. You have to have a certain athleticism. When it comes to gaming, you don't, you know? You could be someone who has a, a disability, right? You could be a pro player, and, and we actually had one, BCJ, he had uh, various different health issues when he was growing up, and, you know, but he still, despite having those, those, those health issues that he speaks about and, and encourages people who may be going through health issues or having disabilities that you can compete at the top of the top. Unfortunately, in sports, if you do have health issues, it does limit you in some capacity, but it does not necessarily limit you completely out in gaming. And there's more tools and technology that are being implemented that is allowing truly everyone to play, everyone to game, and everyone to compete. Um, it's also the publishers now are starting to hire people who focus in on technology around um, you know, disabled gamers or those who you know, uh, may be colorblind or all these different things to help to um, create more of a level playing field. So while in traditional sports, if you have any specific health issues or anything that could deteriorate, like um, that could harm your body, right, you're gonna be eliminated. But if you're going through these same kind of issues in gaming, it doesn't eliminate you out completely. And by the way, every single person sitting here in front of us, every single one of you can become a successful gamer. Not everybody in here can be in the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball right now. But everybody starting tomorrow can go become successful in gaming. So that's a massive difference right there. That's a good thing, right? I mean, what you guys are saying is lower barriers to entry. But I'm My mom could go start killing it if she wanted to. <laughs> Candy crush. <laughs> So guys, what you're hearing, to me at least, and you piece it together, we've all probably heard this term, the metaverse. And gaming really is acting as one of those fundamental pillars, an entry point into the future metaverse, right? It's an online, socially inclusive place. You can compete, you can have fun with your friends. You're kind of hearing a lot of arguments here on why gaming is that social nexus, not just for cultures and communities, but for the online future. Now, as I say the word metaverse, I would just love to ask our panel here, what do you think that term means to you? How do you see gaming as that central point? How about uh, Eyal or CY at the end, and we'll work our way down. I mean, I'm very good at throwing out one-word stuff just now. So just now when we were talking about all this culture and stuff, I wanted to say community. Now when we're talking metaverse, I think no limits. Like, you know, when we think about traditional video game, there is a storyline. There are sort of like, okay, you can go from level one to level 50. There is a certain journey that's actually built into the game. When you talk about the metaverse, literally no limits. There's so much things that we don't know and we can't see. And there's a lot of new uh, network, blockchain technology and stuff and imagination, right? You put on a VR glasses, you can be there with different perspective all the time. You can create your own story. So I, I would say it's all about being no limit. And at this point, I can't even see the end of it. So to speak. Yeah, I, <clears throat> to me, metaverse, which has really become, you know, this buzzword, if you will, um, I probably have a kind of simple, but maybe controversial or not take on it. To me, the metaverse is really just the internet. 
um, and it's kind of a natural progression of, especially gamers who are used to being online, uh, are kind of doing online anyway. And there's probably like two key components to the internet as we know it today that are just naturally progressing um, that will likely <clears throat> make the metaverse um, as we think of it in a more kind of futuristic or science, science, science fictional uh, manner. But it's really one, it's the visualization layer. Um, so like everything becomes progressively more um, accessible in um, AR, VR, permanent um, physical digital spaces and so and so on. And then the second one, as our lives uh, become more and more intertwined with this digital world, is just digital objects um, that become more and more um, important. And so, you know, there's people saying, including myself, that those digital objects should be represented by a uh, open and interoperable technology layer. And so, another buzzword, um, you know, blockchain technology. But to me, really, the metaverse is just the internet with the difference that better visualization, how we access those digital worlds, and then the underlying technology on which we access and transact in the digital, digital objects that we find online. I'm going to take it a step further from your point. Metaverse is a buzzword. It is simply just what gaming is. Literally, if you look at what Meta did, it was basically a knockoff, ripoff of Sims in the 2000s. That's literally what the metaverse is. If you look, gaming has been doing a lot of the core foundations of what everyone's talking about in metaverse. Look at WoW, look at Fortnite, right? Uh, look at certain RPGs. A lot of these specific elements that they're having in these discussions when it comes to the metaverse, gaming's been already doing it for well over a decade. There, there's no need to cr try to create some new fancy framework and create a new concept calling it the metaverse when it's just what gaming's been doing, right? Um, of course, there's other elements that can be added to it to make it a lot more immersive, but gaming is one of the most, actually, it is the most immersive art form storytelling medium that's out there right now. Um, and so I, I'm hoping that when we have more conversations, when it comes to metaverse, that gaming is implemented into more. Unfortunately, like I've been to so many panels and stuff, I don't see one gaming person on that metaverse panel. So I'm hoping that that will start to change as people realize that everything from culture, community, and immersive, immersive experience, it's exactly what gaming's been doing for decades. What I want to add to that, and I really like the way you speak about it, is that you know I really don't think you can, the way that Meta is doing it, um, that you can kind of force a Metaverse top-down into existence. I think if the Metaverse becomes a thing, it's a very natural progression of what we're already doing. And so games and the gaming communities are a very large part of that. And um, I think... Usually when you listen to what is the metaverse and different definitions, uh, it sounds very different from people who are actual users who are on there doing this stuff versus kind of the people who have a more distance kind of top-down view on what this should be. But you can't force people to use this stuff, right? You can't force people to use or put on VR goggles if they don't want to. You can't force people to use some sort of virtual worlds that you know, don't really provide the experiences that people want. Um, so, yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rule. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. So I love the insight, guys. Love how we're discussing gaming being that central entry point, not just for cultures and communities, but also for the future of digital interactivity and how we're going to engage with each other socially. Now, you may have heard that the video game industry is larger than film and music combined. It's a stat that we're all very proud of working in that space, one that we say all the time. Clinton, you come from traditional music. What do you think is the greatest barrier holding back gaming from not only being larger financially, but also being culturally more significant than something like music or traditional sports? I don't think anything's holding it back from making more money. I think it's continually making more money. Um, I think uh, the more people that get involved, obviously the more money it can make. Um, but I, is that Jeffrey? Yes. Jeffrey's here. Yes. Jeffrey! What's up, buddy? Hey, hold on, Jeffrey, rep the set. Can you rep the set like this? Let's go. Let's go, exit, baby. Um, but what, the second part of that was how do we get more? How does gaming overtake in culturally music, sports, and other more well-known industries? Um, how does music and culture intersect or combine more with gaming is by rocking with Xset. Get familiar. Um, but no, that's, you know, that's what we're here to do is really introduce and intersect and collide these cultures that most people don't know how to, don't have the experience, don't have the resources, and don't have the in, 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 intu, intuitive, intuit, intuitiveness to think about how to bring in these other cultures. Look, a lot of gaming organizations and companies in general, they always, when they want to try to get involved with culture, 
They're not from there. They don't understand it. They're just like, oh, let's set up a, a diversity department, or let's try to do these things that aren't natural to us, but let's do it because we feel that's what we're supposed to do to be responsible, or what we're supposed to do because it's the trendy thing to do right now. If the core and the DNA of your company is culture, is diversity, is inclusivity, then you don't have to put an effort in making sure that you're doing the right thing. You just do the right thing when you do things, because it's who you are, right? So, so that being said, us at Exet, we're gonna continue to knock down the doors and introduce new cultures and communities and underserved communities and different people that haven't been invited to this party called gaming. That's what we're gonna continue to do. And I know for a fact, and when I'm back here in three more years, and you can say, damn man, I remember when he said that three years ago. Three years from now, when X is the biggest brand in the world that's responsible for bringing tens and hundreds of millions of people around the world to be more engaged with gaming than what they are now, it's because we understood the mentality and the psychology of those that haven't been invited, who needs to be invited, and why they need to be invited. And once they are at the party, what we're gonna do together that they care about doing when we're all at this party together. Get familiar, rep the set. Yeah, and another thing to add on to it too is how you're gonna make it, like, make more money is equity, right? Like, having the actual communities that you are marketing to and you're building with and having them actually invested so at Exet, if we are going to be, we're interested in getting more into sports. We have athletes invested. We're in music. We have artists invested. We, you know, we have various different executives from all different backgrounds. Over 50% of our investors are women and people of color. So if we want to market and if we want to build the, you know, financially and we want to help support, you got to have those same people in your company like you're saying, but not only when it comes to having them in your company as in working for it, but also having them have a stake in the game and having equity in the game. And I think that that's when we're going to truly make gaming even more profitable is not just having people in the space making money, but anyone who's interested, giving them a little piece of the pie because they're going to have the best interest of the gaming industry because they have stake in the game as well. Yeah, and one of the... Go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the things that we're doing at Exet, to Aaron's point, that I can't fully reveal yet, is giving the prestige of ownership to people that would never be in a position to have kind of equity and ownership in something to do with gaming that's looking to their future. So me personally, when we started Exet, I've watched rappers, actors, athletes, influencers come and go because they don't have the knowledge, the resources, and, and even more important, the team around them that can keep them from doing the wrong thing to the right thing and also helping them elevate and build a scalable business. So we at Exit, the talent that we bring in and that we work with, we look at developing them all the way around, unlike most companies, especially in the music business since you brought it up, signing them, squeezing all we can get out of them, and then when they're no good to us anymore, throwing them away and finding the next popping guy. We're looking to develop and make people pop and be uh, relevant forever. So it's not about like, until you're not popping anymore, we don't want to rock with you. It's like, yo, it's cool. We're going to work and be by, by next to you forever and help you build other businesses within gaming. Yeah, I was just going to say um, <clears throat> what Aaron said about giving people a uh, piece of the pie. Um, I really strongly believe that how to create a value brand franchise um, is embracing the open economy where you create those financial incentives, emotional bonds uh, with the community, with the fans. 
Um, but the question I was going to have for you is, how do you give people a piece of what you have? Like having a like piece within what we do on Exit, or just like piece within gaming itself? Uh, I think both. Uh, it's really just what you mentioned. I really like the way you phrase it, but I was curious how you're thinking about actually doing that and giving to the people. So, uh, so what we've done at Exit, one of the things that we've done is obviously giving stocks, right? So if we want people to be just as passionate as we are in this space and be passionate with our initiatives, we, are, we said, okay, here, you know, not, not everything has to be just, oh, let's give you a check, let's give you cash. No, let's give you stock to have you be involved in the process, to be involved also in like the meetings that we have. So um, anytime we have certain decisions or we make some new initiatives or projects, we also send um, information to all of the stock owners to let them know. We can get input from them as well. And then we set up partnerships, right? And some of these partnerships are set up for what, not only just short term, but like, hey, we want to partner with you. We're willing to give you stock, but we want to do more than just that, right? Um, another thing too is when it comes to gaming, part of it is, and this is kind of a problem, is the publishers right now have all of the, have a stranglehold on the IPs, right? And right now, the one way in, to make revenue when it comes to organizations like us is through the selling of in-game skins. Now, there's conversations about, okay, so how can we create a more equitable opportunity within this kind of selling in-game for orgs that the, uh, that the um, publishers won't like 100% stronghold it, right? And so part of it is gonna be publishers are gonna to have to relinquish some power, right? To create more of a profitable ecosystem. Because right now, when it comes to esports, unfortunately, there's not that many ways of generating revenue um, or sponsorships because unlike traditional sports, we don't have media rights. Uh, it's, not, it's not really solid right now. Um, and then if you only have one way of making money, but you, you, you don't create other additional opportunities to make money, um, unfortunately, it, it limits that growth opportunity. So I think that it's going to be the investment within the actual orgs themselves with equity. I think it is setting up more strategic partnerships. Also, distribution is going to be an important element of it as a whole. So it's not just about, at the end of the day, it's not just about like giving money or giving stock. It's also putting people at the table with you and getting the different perspectives. The only way that gaming is going to truly grow is getting all these different unique perspectives of people who are experts in their fields to help build the industry. It can't just be people who are just gamers anymore. It has to be more than that. Also, access, I would say, is a good thing. Access that people wouldn't have. So we bring artists to come work with us. They have a lot of great ideas, but they don't have the ability or the access to go and get merch developed. Well, our partner is Lightwork, right? So we're giving you access to that. Oh, I need some other artists to collaborate on my music with. Well, we have a bunch of artists that we have part of Exit. Oh, so there's a lot of things that we bring into this culture club that we call Exit that we're giving people access that they wouldn't, and even structure, you know what I mean? So it's not always just about here's some money, we're going to show you how to make money. We're going to help you make money. So those are some of the other things to add on to Aaron. CY, how about yourself? What, what value do you find in partnering in the gaming industry? And what do you look for in making those partnerships? Yeah, you know, like as we're having this whole conversation today, I think the, the key thing also to realize that it's not music or gaming, right? It's how do we integrate the entire culture of sports? The entire culture that has been going on, you know, since the Roman times where people were throwing a ball around, uh, music, you know, people are singing for such a long time. How do we integrate all these 
super strong culture into gaming and you see it everywhere you 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 have a hit or you have a non-hit the music the sound the the energy of it the the storytelling process the branding every single thing is actually integrated then we start thinking about well gaming is only 20 years old at the most and then esports even younger and then you start thinking about the metaverse which is like i don't know how many years old it is it's just that at some point, we will be very, very big as an ecosystem. And already, as we are talking about gaming, out of three of us, one of them is gaming. Asia especially, China, Korea. And today, I was just lo looking at some statistics, you know, just to do a little bit of homework on this. And I was like, oh, Sweden and Ukraine are huge in gaming too. So just globally, there's just a lot of um, potential there. There's also a lot of like integration. I think one thing about why we love Xset is that it understands that, hey, this is not an isolated thing. It's not just about, you know, like everyone enjoying it. There are a ton of people viewing gaming now. There is also a ton of opportunities to loop in your celebrities, loop in your musicians, loop in all your artists, your creative people. And, and just come together and build a culture and community. And then how else do you display it? Like, the truth is going back to financials, sponsorship makes up the most of any sports and esports alone is maybe sponsorship makes up 70%. How else do people sort of uh, reach out to their community, right? And this is where we start talking about things like, what if you are a global lifestyle brand? What is every one of us is dropping a toy, a merch? You know, you look at Comic Con, the entire place is filled with physical merchandise ideas and, you know, just art. So how do you translate that virtual, staying at home, uh, in your brain, metaverse, fun stuff into physical objects too? I mean, not that we want to flood the, the you know, the, the world with a lot of product, but um, people are enjoying all these things. And I feel like that's, these are all the opportunities that are not fully fulfilled yet and this is exactly what this company is trying to do and so you know i'm doing a little bit of a plug for them but but truly we believe in in the potential right uh of just integrating this whole thing into a magical universe so to speak so i mean that's my long spiel <laughs> so then how about some uh, final pieces of advice uh what do you want to leave the stage uh making sure that you have shared to the audience to clinton's point we talked about a lot but how about a, a minute or two of mic time, starting with y'all coming back down this way? Any last pieces of advice that you want to make sure that you impart upon the audience before we go today? Um, <clears throat> so for the audience, but really more for, um, I think, us as a community as a whole, I think it always makes sense to just focus on having fun and a good time, uh, creating experiences that are accessible, um, and really work towards, you know, we talked a lot about um, the metaverse and um, how things are accessible, accessible, um, DNI, and all of that. And I really think um, encouraging thinking about how can we build things that are um, open and accessible um, that we can build and innovate on and really create um, cultural experiences um, that are as inclusive as possible and also um, strive us as an industry forward um, to get away from some of the connotation um, that we have today that isn't as positive as I think it should be. Um, for me, I think just stay inspired, uh, stay connected and, and as we were all talking about accessibility, I think hopefully the, the barriers to entry get even lower so more people could go into this land of imagination and, and use gaming as a platform 
to explore um, whatever cool stuff that's out there. Uh, yeah, to your point, just whatever you want to do in life, just do it. And don't be nervous and don't worry about being the best at first because you won't be the best at first. Just if you suck, suck, and then suck some more, and then suck some more, and then inevitably you'll be great. Uh, so just keep doing what you love to do and don't worry about what other people think you should be doing. If it makes you happy and it's something that you're excited about doing, it doesn't matter if your parents, your friends, or anybody else says, ah, I don't think so. It's not their life, it's yours. And they may not be around some point later in life. You'll always have you. So you gotta make sure that you're doing what's best for you and what makes you happy. Uh, so three quick points. <clears throat> One, lead with passion, because just as much ups, there's always a lot of downs, and passion's what pushes you through. Two, always be about culture and community. Those are the two most powerful things. And then three, never be afraid to be different. Even if people don't think it's cool at first, that's all right. You can redefine and define what cool is. And not everyone will understand right away, but that's your job is to make them understand. Yeah, and there is no definition of cool. There's no one definition of cool. If it's cool to you, then it's cool. It doesn't matter if somebody else thinks it is or it isn't. What matters to you is what matters the most. So if you think something's cool and your friend's like, oh, that's whack, ah, maybe they're not as cool as they think they are because it only matters what's cool to you and that's it. Jimmy, you're cool. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy, you're cool. Jimmy, you're cool. cool. Jimmy's cool. Comic-Con, you cool. are cool. Thank you so much for having us. That's our time today. Again, this session has been recorded. So if you want to share with your friend, if you want to listen to it again, look for us on the Up On Game Network. Look for us on the business of eSports. We really appreciate you. Thanks, guys. And don't forget to follow so at XSET, at X-S-E-T. Get familiar. Last night was cute. Jack Sparks, you're the best. Thanks for listening to the Business of Esports podcast. Check us out at thebusinessofesports.com and on Twitter at bizesports. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.